Whoa there, space cowboy. Brokeback Bebop is a podcast with explicit content intended only for mature bounty hunters. Listener discretion is advised. Listen to all 40 steamy sessions of the show right now by supporting Brokeback Bebop at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. I think it's time to blow this thing, get everybody in the stuff together. Okay. Three, two, one, let's jam. Hey everybody out there, welcome to Brokeback Bebop. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And I feel like I'm starting to get the hang of this thing, both of doing this little side podcast and and of watching the program that we're talking about. What do you think? Am I getting there? You're getting there. I think we'll see how, how well you comprehend it this week, Zach. Sure. But but, but I, I think that you're starting to get, get it. Sure. More and more. Sure. I'll make monkeys of you all. <laughs> there we go. Now that's the point. How you doing today, man? What's going on in your head? I'm good. You know, I'm excited to be here doing the show with you. Excited to be watching some Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. It's always a treat to rewatch this one for me. So I'm yeah. happy to be here talking about it. Yeah, what are some things we can talk about before we get into it? You know, this episode makes me think about evolution a little bit. Because mm-hmm. the, the, the connection of humans to monkeys. Yeah. And uh, I don't know exactly what your uh, growing up was. And we didn't really talk about it in my home. But I know we both grew up like religious and in mm-hmm. deeply religious families. And in good ways and bad, whether you stick or stray from the religion as you get older, it affects a lot of things about you as you become an adult. Uh, yeah. For me, as someone who's not exactly religious, it's hard to shed all of the guilt that being religious can cause of mm. the, like, doing certain things are bad and you should feel sure. bad about it and God is sad that you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Even when you don't – it's hard, like – and that was instilled in us when we're, when we're tiny, like teeny tiny. So it's Well, hard shame to, like, is a big motivator in our relationship, so. <laughs> well, right, right. <laughs> it used to be, like, keeping it just between us desperately was, like, where all the fire mm-hmm. came from. But now everybody knows and that's a whole yeah. other kind of fire. But what, I was, <laughs> what I was trying to get that towards is evolution growing mm-hmm. up. Like, as a religious kid at a religious school, it was, like, a laughing stock. Yeah, like, sure. What? People came from monkeys? <laughs> no way! And the world's older than 500 years? Pishaw! <laughs> Dinosaurs were here in the 1920s. Duh. <laughs> so... Where do you stand as far as evolution is concerned well, as an adult? Well, I still consider myself, you know, fairly religious, but I also am someone who believes in science pretty heavily. I yeah. think that the evidence is pretty clear on how evolution worked. And I think that not saying that it was a one-day process where a fish was like, you know what, I think I'm going to open an IHOP. But I think it's, <laughs> it's shown in nature how 
animals and even some humans I actually was seeing I saw a video today about a group of humans in Indonesia whose spleens are 30% larger than the average human so they can hold their breath longer and hunt underwater like it's a whole thing and all types of animals yeah. that like animals grow to have I don't know the fact well enough to 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 say it really but like the extra skin that cats yeah. have there's a purpose for it it's like to help them jump in the wild and stuff like that and yeah there's all sorts of stuff kind of glide. and and you know here's my my always answer and everyone's like well how are you religious and you believe in evolution i'm yeah, like well here's the deal conversation a little bit when the, when the bible was was written mm-hmm. i think the concept of science was still relatively new you're so, so right because time spans be, are real fucked up <laughs> the sky when there's weather and it's nasty and scary out it's like the sky yeah. is angry yeah and we don't know why no but that's not a joke that's true you yeah. don't know what it is and it's fucking terrifying god mm-hmm. must be mad at us for masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Whoever, like, just, like, busted a load was like, oh, shit, it's my fault, you know? Okay, well, just because I I have a lot of respect for religion, but I have also grown to think that it is pretty silly, and I just feel like, rationally, there's no fucking way, but... I wouldn't take it away from anyone because I see how much good it does in a lot of people that I know. But it kind of feels like, you know, once you see glitches in the Matrix, it's hard to, like, still enjoy your everyday life as Thomas Anderson, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So so I guess what my question is for, for you that I, that I see people think, I feel like when it comes to religion and science working in tandem, I feel like continuing to be religious at that point is kind of like... It's kind of a choice rather than something that's like inherent in you if you don't believe in science. Do you feel what that you way mean? at all? Like, I don't know. I'm not trying. I'm. I. I, I hope there's no jaggedness between that behind that. What do you mean? Because I, I look. No, I, I actually don't know what you're. Just, I'm trying to think if I can say it better, and I might not be able to. I just feel like so many things about science and the world and the things that we know now because we're not living. 2000 years ago and we're not mm-hmm. afraid of the sky that it, i feel like being religious and like think being able to think uh being able to think i don't know i, I don't know how i don't know it's it's are you it's, saying you think it, it's hard to be like it's it's religious it's, if when with all the science and evidence that it's it's, it's hard for me to voice it because it's something i'm like I I don't consider I think atheist is such a harsh word kind of and I don't mm-hmm. really know or care that much at this point in my life but I'm very interested in it and I'm still kind of finding out my spirituality or lack thereof so I can't really voice it that well either but I'm thinking well, more like I also think there's a big difference between religion spirituality and then taking a text as like a hundred percent fact. Okay. So I think absolutely. that's where the issue yeah. is, is I think there's a difference between not saying only everything in the Bible text is, is fact, but sure. taking like, like, okay, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but there was like this thing called the true love waits Bible that like the whole Bible and the whole like point of true love waits, kind of like a focus on the family thing was mm-hmm. about like waiting until marriage. And mm-hmm. in the Bible, there's like, three or four verses that hint towards the waiting towards marriage thing. It is not like a hard law in the Bible. No. And in fact, there are 
hundreds of verses talking about all the wives people had and all all of that stuff, mm-hmm. right? So it's not only taking the text literally, but taking the the couple of bits of the text literally that affirm what you are being either taught by your surroundings or like things about homosexuality or things about mm-hmm. uh, how I don't know. This is a weird co- tangent to go down, but well, uh, I'll, I'll just say I think that you also have to know the history of the Bible and the different iterations and how much it's changed over time based on who was king and who was the head of the Catholic Church and things like that. It influenced it a lot. I think there's a big difference between saying everything in the Bible is totally accurate. And also going back as far as the people who wrote the Bible, some Mm -hmm. of the disciples and some of the people that wrote uh, uh, the New Testament books, they have some like Benjamin Franklin type skeletons in their closet. Mm -hmm. And there are people who write as if all of the miracles totally did happen and people that kind of write more in the Bible about like the people in the gatherings and not so much about like the, uh, let's, how can we, how can we put a bow on this conversation? Cause I find it <laughs> I don't know, way Zach. more interesting than this 30 minute cowboy bebop podcast is, <laughs> is going to have, is going to have, I don't know. I, I just find it interesting. I would love to have a deeper conversation about this at some point. So maybe yeah. we should just put a bow on it, but you do believe in evolution. I think that, yeah, Mm-hmm. I think that we have to take the time frames that are mentioned in old texts with a grain of salt. Sure. They didn't have Apple Watches keep in there. And record keeping. Like, the record yeah. keeping even not that long before we were born or our, our <laughs> grandparents were born. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. think about how much daylight savings time fucks everything off, you know? So really, yeah, sure. yeah. they didn't have that right. yet. So. And like what time zone were they in in yeah. Galilee? I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, we're here to talk about Cowboy Bebop. I was thinking going into this, you know, I like having like a five to ten conversation about something that's lightly connected. Before <laughs> so we you picked it. religion so... and evolution as the quick little water cooler talk? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go into it expecting the, the religious talk to come out. <laughs> I've been listening a lot to a podcast lately that is a comedian who grew up like me, very religious, and also like me as he got older, uh, strayed pretty far from it, but still kept like that. Like I, I, I explained that like guilt and stuff that you have mm-hmm. as a kid. That that stuff, like the the stuff that we're taught as like uh, Midwesterners and the type of religion that is around here. I think there's a lot of poison that's put mm-hmm. into us as kids that is hard to grow out of, that is really bad. Not to say yeah. religion is bad, but that that is bad. A lot The people who are telling you all the stuff are just people who don't know anything too. Mm-hmm. You need to like interpret things for yourself. Yeah. Right? So uh, uh, It's hard to get over that guilt. Why did I get back on this? Why did I start I don't talking know, about Zach. this? <laughs> and, and don't listen to the, th- don't drink the Kool-Aid just because your school teacher says <laughs> that someone was bad doesn't mean that they weren't a fucking hero. All I'm saying is Jesus was a lizard person <laughs> and so is Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can't see this at home, but Zach is wearing a official Joe Rogan podcast hat. <laughs> okay, Cowboy Bebop, whatever. Okay, we're talking about episode ba-na, four. It's ba-na, Gateway ba-na, Shuffle. Ba-na, ba-na. <laughs> this episode was storyboarded by Yoshiyuki Takei. Uh, I believe the last one was nice. as well. It was directed by Yoshiyuki Takei. Takei? Takei? 
Takai. Well, because you say that the, the all the vowels. And it was written by Sadayuki Mirai. It originally aired in Japan on April 10th, 1998. It originally aired in the U.S. on September 10th, 2011. We can we can curb this, right? We can lighten the mood. Right? Yeah, let's talk about 9-11. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the 9, episode 10. originally aired September 10th, 2001 in the U.S. Because I think also we should be able to have said the stuff that we said and be like, well, that was fun and probably all bullshit. Let's talk yeah. about cartoons. Let's yeah? do it. Are you mad yeah. at me, Steven? No, Zach. Do you still I'm like me? You. Do you still yeah. like me? <laughs> Let's do some trivia. I only wrote down two questions for you. I think I have two for you as well, Zach. Okay, how does Morgan like his sea rat prepared? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, seared? Sautéed. Well Sautéed, ooh. Um, who was the spy in the terrorist organization? What was his name? The mole. The spy in the terrorist organization, the mole. Would it have been... So one of the mommy boys, right? Is that who we're sure. saying? Uh, was it was it like Nathaniel? No, uh, the one that they killed was named Gim. I did not hear that name at all. At all. <laughs> and my other question: What is Mom's bounty? Ooh, uh, twenty-five million. Twenty-four million. Twenty-four million. Ah, it's close. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that's what I heard. No, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. Um, you what you was the one? virus called? Uh, monkey business. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, so now my brain has no Cowboy Bebop in it, so give me a second to... to, to oh, like, Zach, you uh, get no reprieve. Okay. Uh, it's time for our next segment, friends. We're going to find out, did Zach comprehend the episode this week? Did you comprehend the episode? How do you feel, Zach? You feel like you understand it pretty well? well you're getting really good at this. You did a good job introducing Thanks. that and, and carrying afterwards. He paused for the music and everything. I did. Um, I do think I comprehended this episode quite well. I really – this is my favorite episode so far mm-hmm. of the show. And it's just, again, a matter of have I put it together in my head well enough to say it in a timely well, – To be and, fair, Zach, in the interest of honesty, you did ask me a pretty pivotal pop, plot point. What I did, but I think this one was maybe a little bit more understandable than last one. I just didn't get. I'll, I'll give you that. that. It was more. <laughs> I just. I, I just didn't get. Should have got that. I. I should have got it, but I didn't get that it was related. I thought it was like Faye going off on her own thing in the beginning, and I never really got the click that it's it was tied. It's all tied, in with the rest tied of it. together. Yeah, it is. Everything. The thread, well, everything is the even timeline. the the rat when they're talking yeah. about the beginning. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are you ready, Zach? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we're gonna get started. Yeah. Uh, on go, obviously. <sighs> Three, two, one, go! <laughs> so Jet and Spike are after a bounty, and they end up taking in the mother-like figure of a terrorist organization that's based in environmentalism that are obsessed with a space rat, and they have it in with the government because they have this secret virus that will make us all back to the monkeys we once were. Meanwhile, Faye is stranded and out of gas, and she gets a an item as the dying wish of a ship Stop. that she tries to raid. Okay. Okay, honestly, you got I did pretty good. I got, wanted to you get slipped in Faye being stranded. I that, wanted to get Faye you. saving the day and in the ship with them, but I yeah, he that. didn't. Um, I, I know. I think you set it up nicely, which you normally do. A little more follow through this time. A little, little more bit. Follow through. Yeah, you did better than last week, which is good. Still nothing near two weeks ago. That was really a match. Sure, but you know, I think I would have liked to hear mm-hmm. a little. Anything about the virus? Mm-hmm. Well, um, but maybe the... I, I did say the virus. Did you talk about turning people into monkeys? 
that restores people back to the monkeys we came from. I said that exactly. Did you? I did. I said that they have a tie with the government because they have a secret virus that restores us back to the monkeys we came from. Okay, okay. I want you to give me the grade I deserve, but I did say that. Okay. All right, Zach. I will give you a solid B- minus this week. Okay. But why? What did I not say? You know, Zach, I'm going to be honest. The beginning feels rehearsed, and that, that hurts me a little. I want it to be spontaneous. I want it to come from your heart. Up, 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 up. I know it's not rehearsed, but I need it to come from your no, heart. No, I'll be and honest. And that didn't have I, a whole lot of flair. I've been thinking about it since the first time I watched it. Sure. I don't think that's the rule of the game. In fact, I've always wished you would put more thought Here's into yours. Here's the thing, Zach. The lowest scores I've ever gotten for you when I wrote something down, because you said it had no fire, no panache. Lowest scores I've ever gotten are the two times I did that. Okay, I'm not going to... You can give me whatever score you want. Yeah, I think B-minus is pretty good, Zach. Sure. Uh, I I think I make the rules because I'm the judge here. I I hold all the power. I am not the type of person that won't put any thought into it. Like, it's always going to be something I've thought of already. All right, and I will always be the judge of this game and lay my hammer down with authority. (laughs) B-minus. So I thought maybe once we started talking about the cartoon (laughs) show, things would get a little bit lighter and, like, we... (laughs) A little more on track. <laughs> Can I just say something? Yeah. These, I fucking love this. This is fun. This is fun. <laughs> I'm having a good time. This is great. I'm glad me too. <laughs> I like it when we argue and get heated like this. We don't mm-hmm. really do this that much. Well, and no, we don't. We don't often bring up. <laughs> <laughs> I think our low point is still the Jared from Subway one. That oh, one was rough. Man, that was, that was not like a fun a- listen. <laughs> Okay, we've got nine minutes left. We haven't talked shit about the episode. So, what Zach, I would you say, is, you say this is your favorite episode? I, I Yes, I, I have this great idea because we did a April Fool's Day joke last year, and Lily said, you cannot do that. That's too far. So I'll bring it up on, on this since we can say whatever the fuck we mm-hmm. want on here, apparently. I thought it'd be really funny if for our April Fool's Day joke, we like announced our new podcast, which is an episode-by-episode rewatch of The Cosby Show. <laughs> And we don't, like, record it or anything, but we release this, like, show trailer and, like, fake release date for the Cosby guys. <laughs> just be Cosby. Well, we, we just think just it's Just be really, Cosby can. We just think it's really good timing to maybe get an interview out of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, our plan is to just show up at Bill Cosby's house with a bag full of fucking McDonald's and be like, hey, Bill, 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 Bill. <laughs> We gotta talk to you. And he can't see anymore, so he'll be really rattled. <laughs> we'll just say it's Michael Moore and Samuel L. Jackson, and he'll be fine. So I'm thinking... <laughs> You're Samuel L. Jackson, obviously. Be- we'll get the word out there. <laughs> Joe Rogan's podcast. You, me, Mr. Cosby. <laughs> and we're all gonna talk about global warming, which ties back into this episode of Cowboy Bebop, which has an environmentalist edge. And everyone remember, please, reduce, reuse, recycle. Now, Thank Zach, you. here this I have been a question Brokeback for you. Bebop. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the show. Yeah. I have a question for you, Zach. How do you feel about environmental I'm crying. Terrorism? I'm literally laughing to the point of crying. I'm sorry. I don't think that's ever happened. Okay, what? How do you feel about environmental terrorism? You know, somebody blowing up an oil rig to save the dolphins or whatever the fuck they do. I don't know. You blow up an oil rig, the oil's going to go all over the place. That's probably the worst thing to do for them dolphins. Yeah, I didn't say they were well-aimed. I don't know. I'm not an environmental terrorist, huh. clearly, Zach. I don't know what they do. I don't know. I Because I, I that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, calm down. <laughs> Eco-terrorism is real, Zach. 
And I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> and I will stand up here in front of you, just a man. Um, I don't know. I obviously I think uh, global warming is is real. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, all the conservatives listening to Brokeback Bebop. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I do think it's interesting. In this episode, the way that it's a band of terrorists that, like, come from a good thing. And mm-hmm. often, don't they? Like, most yeah. terrorist groups are extremist of a religion, and it starts in something good, and the, the initial desire is good. But mm-hmm. it's become to the point where this group of people can't see someone eating a certain thing at a restaurant without shooting up the entire restaurant. Yeah. Which that is was a badass scene, by the shit. way, but it was fucked yeah. up. I don't know what I th- what do I think about well, I guess I asked you so religion huh and you like science Pfft, bullshit there's no god right say it <laughs> say it on mic there ain't shit to die and now you have the audacity to ask me um I I wonder if and I don't think it really does, but being when – does it send a bad message that the bad guys in this episode are are these environmentalist uh, extremists? Does it send a bad message to the idea of saving the planet when people are extremists like it does when people are, are terrorists I, of Honestly, I think that it, it paints a more realistic picture of it. You know, you have a group that literally was just trying to keep the place safe, but then one person gets ahead of it and has some pull and – the authority and kind of that, you know, can-do attitude. Yeah. We're going to make some shit happen. And next thing you know, you're, you know, killing people to save yeah. sea rats. Well, that's what I liked about Also, this Zach, episode. you called them space rats in your space rats. Uh, sea rundown. Rats. That okay. also hurt that's you a fair. little bit. I'm but not you didn't think lie. of it until just now. Oh, I thought of it when you were saying it. I just didn't want to sure. I didn't, no, didn't want to fight. That's fair. It's a space show. Space rats. They're space sea space rats, rats, are they not? Well, That's actually, no, Zach. They are inherent <laughs> Earth. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck, what did I... <laughs> I wanted to say something. Um, you get a little more jet this episode. How'd you like that? No, fuck you. I'm hosting the show for a second. <laughs> I, what I did like about this episode was this was the first time where I really had any investment at all in the like story of the week. Uh, Because, you know, last week I was more invested, but it was mainly because I knew I was supposed to care about Faye, so I did. This episode, Mm -hmm. I think the whole idea of the terrorist group that started as a good thing, I think that's interesting. I think that that she's a mother-like figure and all of these weird guys call her mommy and wear rat heads on. I think that's like the most creative thing the show has done so far, as far as like on an episode by episode basis. I was really intrigued with this story, uh, especially when uh, the government became involved and Mm -hmm. wait, why are they taking her bounty away? I thought this was like the best written one-off adventure and the fact that also last episode i was like well what happens to Faye? you get plenty of this and they get her into Mm -hmm. the group in a really badass way she gets to save the day and then it ends after this is kind of a a heavy episode you know eight million people almost get turned Mm -hmm. into monkeys at the end of the episode it's a cute moment about so i guess she lives here now and they're annoyed but like with the dog you can tell that they're like the more the merrier at the same Mm -hmm. time uh you say jet I think especially I like Jet's line at the end of the episode that he keeps saying, I don't know, and I don't have an opinion on it. Uh, Because you know he does, and it says everything through that. I still want to see more from Jet. I like that we got him 
talking straight with one of his former co-workers and mm-hmm. uh, getting the information that he needed out of why this woman doesn't have a bounty anymore. I, I guess I did like that. But I still I still want a little bit more out of Jet than what sure. we've so far. But we are getting there. Like We are. Like we're getting to more of a... You know, these characters, we're starting to see a little bit more who they are. Yeah. I'm excited because now that Faye is officially, like, on the Bebop, yeah. you don't have to introduce them anymore, so we get to have more, like, actually fleshed out interactions yeah. and things like I that. I agree. What else do we want to talk about? I mean, we've talked about the episode, like, four minutes of it. I feel like we just covered a lot of it, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to talk more about it because I did really enjoy this one. I thought this one was really fun. But, but uh, I know you pointed out one about song so in many that other you things that it's hard for me to remember watching it a yeah. half hour ago now. Yeah, the song that was in the was it like the, the space. beginning? It was of like the episode when, near the yeah, beginning. Yeah, kind of near the beginning. Uh, there was music that I liked more in this one. I am starting to like. I knew that this was like the music show, and mm. honestly, I'm someone who I really like and love and appreciate music score or movie scores or, or TV scores. That's what I meant. I, I really appreciate it but i don't often engage with it as its own thing it's more about sure. the whole thing together and i th- i don't know if this quite goes past that for me yet but mm-hmm. the first couple episodes i was like yeah i mean the music's good but i don't know if i'm going to be yeah. when you're told to like something because of this so much like am i really going to get in it or is it going to be like faking it but this episode mm-hmm. i was starting to notice music that i did really enjoy that i thought fit the scenes very well nice. what do we get as far as action this week we get a really intense a uh, space battle. Yeah, they're which in hyperspace. Cool. Which I kind of like that the because this takes place so far in the future, like kind of like, you know, and we poked fun at a little bit, but Jet's line about, oh, didn't you pay attention in physics class? Like this happens in hyperspace, which like in that world that they're in is common knowledge, you know, to somebody who's educated. And that's kind of like they just live in that. That's how they get so far so fast as they go through yeah. these hyperspace tunnels. Like I like that the. The stakes. I like that. The, what I like most about that scene where Jet and Faye are trying to get out of hyperspace before they close the gate and the bombs go off is they like have enough dialogue that you know what's going on, hmm. but a lot of it's just left to the music and the look on their mm-hmm. faces. I think Spike's especially animated in a way where his like intensity and he's like feel like he's flying for his life to get oh, out wow. of there. Oh, wow. See, I almost feel the opposite. I feel like I see a lot of that on Faye. Mm-hmm. I feel like Spike, I, I, still, I still kind of am bored by Spike. Sure. I don't dislike him, but and I'm sure it's because I, I feel like I still don't know anything about him mm-hmm. other than he'll eat anything and yeah. that his head is teeny tiny and he's really tall. Yeah. Uh, I that's, don't think- that's the, the, what is What more do you need? Come on, big old shoulders, little head. He smokes. I don't dislike him, but it's he's got a lot more like oh, this guy's really cool without, like... Yeah. Be, show, they show me that he does cool things, but they don't show me, like, why he's a cool guy or, like, why he's the main character of the show when, frankly, like, yeah. right now... And I'm sure, I know well, we get here's what I'll say, Zach, later. is the very next episode we watch is one of the best episodes of the show, and you get a whole lot of Spike backstory. The preview at the end of this episode did imply that uh, they started playing the music from the beginning of the first episode, mm-hmm. that, like, little flash forward. And honestly... I'm sure I'll be invested in it and love it, but it almost mm-hmm. made me like, well, come on. I just got everybody together, and I'm just yeah. not getting into it, and now I have to learn all this other stuff. God. But I'm sure I'll like it. I Honestly, Zach, I'll say the next one, two, three, four, the next six episodes is a pretty strong run. Okay, and I think this was the first episode that I was here for in mm-hmm. just about every way. 
Um, yeah. And usually I give the show the four episode test. And if I had done it, I would watch the You'd next be one. Young, I think. This episode would have um, kept especially it, yeah. knowing that there's only 26 episodes. Mm-hmm. And honestly, buddy, man, podcasting about it is already proving to be more fun than I thought it would be. I'm really enjoying it. We're going it. down all types of wormholes. I've been having a lot of fun. Let's take a couple more minutes because we really didn't give the episode enough time. Uh, I love, and I said it a little bit, I I love the villain this week. I think the mom Mm -hmm. character is really interesting. She's great. Her demeanor, the way that she dances when they're like uh, uh, blowing up the the restaurant in the beginning, I think she's really interesting. It did give me some mom from Futurama vibes with all of the, yeah. I like the kind of image they paint of her as like a, you know, she started out as like a hippie, like peace person, right? And then somewhere along the line and... One of the things about this show is we don't ever get every piece of every story. We only see people as they are now, and sometimes we get tidbits of the past, right? But Sometimes their something... story ends in the episode, but sometimes yeah. they get away and more is going to happen. Right. And like in her character, she's one who she lived a life of trying to be peaceful, and you know very well she might have seen, okay, this isn't working. Here's what I have to do now. Yeah. And you can tell that she's kind of descended into she's a little bit of craziness. Turn. We don't really know why or yeah. how, but do you think it's power-based that she – becomes the figurehead of this thing where she starts having some weight where she can do something with it and it you know, starts I think with like what it st- I well it starts with like make it so people she's trying to get them to prohibit what just the killing of the animal yeah to make it illegal and to hunt them it starts with like trying to get in with legislation which is good and to try mm-hmm. to like move her point forward and it and it's developed into do this or I will kill you or like yeah. Not just that humans need to do better, but that like humans are the problem and need to be removed from the situation. Mm-hmm. It is interesting. It's an interesting character. I, I'm sure we maybe don't see any more of this, and I'm. Sh- do we see mm-hmm. any more of this? I didn't think so. And although I'm intrigued to see more, if there are more episodes like this that leave me wanting more out of the concept that I'm seeing, yeah. I think I am going to grow to really like the show. Nice. Well, I hope so. I, I like I said, it's one of my favorite shows. So I'm I'm happy we're we're taking this trip. Well, let's move on. Let's put someone behind the what steering wheel. The who's who's the of, captain of this the week? Who needs to who's sit in the captain's captain? chair? For me, it's easily all the whiny mommy boys with the nice. rat heads. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things. Harrison of this whole stands show. out. He's the one she does turn Harrison. into. A... Mommy, <laughs> mommy, no! And it's so funny because Harrison's such this little cuck bitch that'll do anything for her, and then she's like, "Nah, you're a zombie <laughs> or you're a monkey now." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you can tell I, those, she doesn't view them easy. as her children, you know. I would say honorable mention this week to uh, the titular mommy herself, and sure. also Faye had a good episode. Uh, I gave my captain's chair to the squeaky little sea rat toy that's on the desk. <laughs> yeah. I think that it really has an important role as the figurehead for an entire species, and holds that position with dignity and class. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. I love that that's how the episode kind of ends, fixated on the little sea rat. Yeah. And- how it's just this little animal that caused all of this trouble, but this it does, stuff, it's just a yeah. little animal. It doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Well, Steven, how can we... This has been quite the episode of Brokeback Bebop. Yeah. We've we covered a lot are... today. <laughs> we hope you guys are still... We literally went from the beginning of everything <laughs> until here. Until... <laughs> Into the future. When, and I feel like... When you have a Bebop spacesuit with magnet I feel like there are yeah. no questions to be asked after what we covered. No, I think, I, think I understand it. it now pretty well. 
Honestly, though, I love having a deeper conversation yeah. like this where we can disagree with each other. I think that was fun. And maybe this isn't the medium for it, but I hope that we get to do something like that more often. Cause yeah, come on. Uh, welcome to our, our new episode by episode podcast, uh, The History of Everything with Joe Rogan. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to do some angel dust and talk with about stuff like religion living in Indiana. It's yeah. easy to be surrounded by people that I'm like, oh, but they're stupid. So I mm -hmm, get why they're sure. doing these things. But I love and respect the hell out of you and your mom and your family. Mm -hmm. And your mom is a very religious person. And mm -hmm. it, it it fascinates me because it doesn't compute for me. And I love that about you guys. Mm -hmm. And let's sign this off from, from inside the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And I almost, <laughs> never mind. I'm not going to make that. I'm not going to, that was something that was too far. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it. I hope you guys all enjoyed. We'll be back next week to actually talk about Cowboy Bebop, I promise. Last week we talked all about uh, Steven pegging himself while watching anime. And, you know. and this time we <laughs> talked about why uh, white people should be able to say whatever they want. <laughs> not true. <laughs> Bye, well, Jesus was white. He said what he wanted. <laughs> Bye, Space Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. Support this show and our podcast network at patreon.com slash podcast. We're starting at $5 a month. You can get immediate access to all 40 outrageous sessions of Brokeback Bebop. See you next time, Space Cowboy. Let's go!